streaming gotta get their shit together because I don't understand how the fuck you get paid off of that shit. I mean, can somebody explain to me how you can get a billion streams and not get a million dollars? That shit don't make sense to me. Like, I don't know who the fuck running the streaming industry if you in here or not. <laughs> but nigga, you need to give us some information on how the fuck to track this money down. Because one plus one ain't adding up to two. And I have to say it, because that's the main gripe with a lot of us artists is that we do major numbers with streams and this shit, but it don't add up to the money. Like, what the fuck is the money? When I first came out, my records would sell based off of physical. If you sold a million copies, that means if $9.99, $9 million, you get this percentage, that's what it is. So if I sell how many streams, how much money do I get? It's not being translated and it's not working for the artist right now. And I just want to speak to that in yeah, the no, music industry talk. like that. That's fucked up. And we need to find a way to figure that out. The same way the writers are figuring out, the writers are striking because streaming. They can't get paid. Because when it's on the platform, it's not like in the box office. In the box office, if it does all these numbers, you may get an up. Oh, it did this many, here's another check. But on streaming, you got 300,000 hours that somebody watched your movie. Where's the money? And I know I'm going off a script right now, but fuck it. This is business. You know what I'm saying? This is a room full of business people, and somebody may hear this and be able to do something about it so that way the next artist don't have to struggle or cry or try to figure out how to get to his money because some of these artists are streaming millions and millions and millions and millions of fucking streams and they don't got no millions of dollars in their pocket so i just yeah. wanted to say that yeah welcome back to the podcast this is big vj checking in today's conversation beloved we're going to talk money we're going to talk small hats therefore we must talk technology right <laughs> because uh we opened up the podcast with our brother from the west coast mogul actor entrepreneur family man snoop dog as he was talking about the business of streaming and he was like uh it doesn't make any sense the streams is not it's not adding up to the dollars nobody really understands it and this is a guy beloved that's at he's at the top of the hip-hop hill uh he's a veteran he's an icon and if he just can't just break it down something is off but beloved the reason why he can't break it down because it's not meant for you to break it down as an artist it's not meant for anybody to break it down it's a hustle it's a trick. This is what we call beloved technology. It is the it is the art. And I just want to say this, you know. Beloved, if nobody know nothing, what you what we all should know about just rocking out on this podcast is we should have a clear definition of what devil means. And we should have a crystal clear definition of what technology means because technology is the science of operating off of tricks, lies, and deceit. Devil only means to stand opposed, adversary. And when we look at these folks, we talk about the devil. It's a nature that follows them, and that nature is captivity corruption and disproportion so if you see an artist we talk to snoop dogg and many others who've been in the hip-hop business for over 20 years and he don't have a clue 
how the new financial system and the way of playing and distributing music is ushering in. He don't even know how he's supposed to get paid off of it. That's by design. Because he's underneath the jurisdiction of a trickster. First things first, I got to say this, beloved. Nothing is going to go smooth if the contract is in English. I want to put that on the table first. The way that you know of people is through their language. Language identifies the mentality of a people, right? English, beloved, is what we call an equivocal language, right? An equivocal language. That means is it's a trickster language. That's how come phonetically you could pronounce a word, but these words have so many different meanings because it's coming out of the mind of a trickster and he can always say, well, I didn't mean it this way. It meant this way. And I didn't mean it this way. It meant that way. And he's just, he's a trickster. So if we take, for example, we're going to do phonetics, right? If we just talk about being hooked on phonics, as you say back in the day, and we pronounce the word right. There's so many rights that this enemy could be talking about. He could be talking about right, like the direction, right? Like you're going right, R-I-G-H-T. Or he could be saying like, write something down, like W-R-I-T-E. Or he could be talking about like, Scottish rights or Irish rights or so he's a trickster he can take one word and it can have it sounds the same but it can just so many different meanings to it and the letters which is the consonants plus the vowels they don't hold a concrete position so I can say um, fuel starts with the F but Philip starts with the P and the P and the H is so it it's a trickster. This is why you have to get a liar. I mean, pardon me. You have to get a lawyer to break down everything that's going on because he has to go study law of a trickster. Because there's so many loopholes and this and that in the law. So this is what we're dealing with, right, beloved? We're going to do a little history lesson and we're just going to talk about some key characters that's sitting in some big seats, right? We're just going to have a real conversation and let's talk about just again, key characters. And there's a word, beloved, I want every black and brown person to look up. And the word, beloved, is going, right? When you go to the church house, right? Because many of our people, we, we raised in the church house. They won't say goin. The term that they use is Gentile. But the original way you pronounce that term is goin. And I want us, beloved, to come together as a family, as a village. And I want us to study the word goin. G-O-Y-I-M. Goin. I also want us to do something else, right? We got that good book. And you know, black folks, when we got that good book, we like the uh, the King James version, right? All right. It's all good. It, it's what it is. When you get the opportunity, I want you guys to get a 
a book called The Talmud, right? T-A-L-M-U-D, Talmud. I want you to get one as fast as you can. Once you get those two books, a part of me, that one book, and then we do the research on that one word. There is a couple of books I'm going to put on the table, but I'm going to just put one on the table first. And then we'll come back later once we get that book knocked down and we'll talk about another one, right? It's a book entitled The International Small Hat, right? This book is written by Henry Ford from Detroit, the automaker, right? Um, I would strongly suggest you get that book quick because I don't think they're going to have it on the market that much longer because it's almost like a setup. You know, Amazon then swallowed up all the books in the country, either internet because they created something called Kindle. So they got all the internet books, all the physical copies, and they're putting the mom and pops out of business. You can get the books fast, but it just it's kind of something real fishy, and I think it's something off with that. I'm used to small independent bookstores having that literature there, that hardback there. Uh, but you know, it's it's changing. So first, we gotta do do more reading. We have to you know step into the local bookstore and support, man. You know, even if you don't want the book, get that stores like cash app and just cash app from 10 to 15 dollars every night just to kind of hold them over because they, we have to we need these physical places to stay open so we can have access to the literature. But again, goem is the word that we're talking about. And um, there's going to be a term. The ignorant goem means all of us. The ignorant going. See, these people are playing the game. And there's characters to the game. And we don't know that they're playing a game. And we don't know the character that we play in their game. Once you are self-identifying yourself as a black person. Because we know in reality, black doesn't exist. It's not real. This is something that they created in the game of uh like apartheid in the territory that we call the united states this is why you have the race thing because it's like apartheid they can treat you and handle you a certain kind of way you're black and you have no rights as a black man or no law as a black man that the devil have to adhere to it's just not, it's not going to work that way so it's a status you have a status when you See, it's, we all understand that black is a racial classification. And many of us with knowledge of self, that term black or that word black, it just means original. When you're talking to the devil, you're talking to the enemy, it doesn't mean that. This is the, the label that he puts on the people that he own and control. He puts the label Maluto on you, black, brown, red, Indian, Negro, colored. These are terms that are hosted and held by those that is underneath his jurisdiction, his rulership. Because the way he operates is custody, which we call captivity. Then it's corruption and it's disproportion, meaning if there's any money involved, if there's any wealth or resources involved, you ain't going to get an equal cut. It don't work like that. <laughs> he going he gonna to give himself the lion's share. He's going to give you something different. And this is what he called business. 
business means that he pays somebody to write a law to legally fuck you and you can't do nothing about it that's what business is that's what they say hey buddy it's just business oh it was just good business oh he did bad business this is the business mean i, I can legally screw you over and because we pay the lawmakers to make the law to benefit us you can't do nothing about it because it's good business well we see in hip-hop that entertainers as a whole and not only hip-hop they're going to be subject to good business now meaning they're not going to make what they used to make and that's insane because they wasn't making that much in the first place but now streaming is being ushered in so the entertainers and artists can make nothing see this is going into what we call the cyber world where you can get fake gift cards or vouchers and fake digital subscriptions and fake streaming services and fake digital in-game currency and fake cryptocurrency and fake software and fake online services and fake online casino credits and fake loans because see everything is going into the world of cyber security why do you need so much cyber security because See, the next world or the next phase of this world we're going to live in is all digital. Once it's digital, that game of capitalism or what we call pimping and hoeing is going to go to an all-time high. It started with these people centuries ago. So he on his podcast, beloved, we encourage our people, go read the slave codes. You done read every book on the planet. You didn't really you didn't read all these religious books. You know all God got 300 names and you know all of them by heart, and that's cool. We ain't got nothing against that, beloved. But when you want to know the people that are standing right in front of you, you will figure out the essence of the devil and his small hat friend, which is nothing more but an Eastern European, when you read the slave codes. Because this is how they created the idea of business the best business management course you're ever going to take is the study of the slave codes because you get to see oh okay i see how they did that and it's going to be so spooky when you read the slave codes because you're going to say well damn this was what they called it yesterday <laughs> then you're going to say well they just call it this today it's the same thing it never really changes much so I know, listen, I know them folks in Capitol Hill just gave our people Juneteenth, right? And then they say, listen, the folks down in Texas didn't know slavery was over. If you look at the essence of what they would call slavery, the devil had control of the land, the tools, the resources, the food, the water, the clothing, Okay. This was from 1600 all the way up to when? Today. The devil who's, because you're supposed to be out of slavery, but at the end of the day, he still has control of all the land, tools, the resources, the food, the water, the shelter, everything. You are still in his jurisdiction. You're still subject to him. Therefore, you have to bear the title black brown red yellow 
colored Negro Indian because this is who he calls his subjects. This is the name of the people that belong to him. They go into this racial apartheid hustle that don't mean anything because in the real world, we know that family trumps everything. The bloodline is real. The nationality game is real. But he ain't playing that game. He got another game. All the way up to, look, if you go to from what we would call slavery times, because it's pretty, I, I don't want to like, because, you know, we, we use this chattel slavery thing where it really ain't, it's not that much different in ownership from yesterday to today. But if you look up and research a guy, his name was Lou Wasserman. Lou Wasserman, he's a co-founder along with uh, the late Jules Stein. They small hatch. They put together something called MCA. We don't say MCA today. Today we say Universal Studios, right? If you research those two gentlemen, they will be looked at as brilliant businessmen, right? Who They practically created Hollywood. Um, once they put the Hollywood together, they created a bridge, a financial bridge that tightly binds Hollywood to the Democrat Party, right? I'm just going to paint a picture for you, right? The image, mind control, media is essential for these people because if I can, if I can control your image, I can get rid of you when I get ready because I can paint you as an enemy on my media. You have no media. So these people at the very beginning, soon as quote unquote slavery was over, the first thing they went into was to control the media. Keep in mind, before that, they had something called the Gazettes. If you go back farther enough in history, the term newspaper is not used. The term Gazette is used first. Then it's the Gazette, the newspaper. Then you see these folks always control the media. If you could control what other people think and what they see, you got them. You can make a war. You can make us think that Muslims in the Middle East have no soul. They just all jihadists and they just, you know, they, um, they're terrorists. They can put the label terrorists on you. So when they drop the bombs, it doesn't matter to us. We're going to get up in the morning, eat the Captain Crunch with the cow's milk, and we're not going to know no better. It's media. The small hats are behind media. They're behind the internet. Google, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Wikipedia, Yahoo, MySpace, eBay, etc. Right? Because we're going to tie this all in with Snoop Dogg saying they ain't getting no money for the streaming. Now I'm going to show you why. Because the, the streaming is the new way. It's it's the new way to pimp. Because 
you can get a digital person to just gin up the numbers. And once the numbers look big, they, they're still going to sell these numbers to advertisers. But every time there's a YouTube channel or a YouTube video, each video is going to get its own separate list of advertisers. So if I can put Drake on, right? Say, for instance, if I upload a Drake video and then you upload a Drake video and he get 15 million views on your video and he get 15 million views on mine, they're selling to different advertisers off the same artist. But the artist ain't going to see no money because it's not the official. It's not the official Drake page. It's not, we just taking the music. We just put it up. And then not, not only that, the person in the back that's running the cyberspace, they can make the numbers fake. Just to show an advertisers, hey, look, this guy, Drake, he's a high artist. We put him up. He's going to get at least such and such views. We need you guys to pay us this much to advertise your product on his line or his video because it's XYZ. It's a hustle. It's not even real. That's why I say, I said, beloved, you got to, you know, they're kind of training our people like a dog to look at the views of videos. Oh, look, 24 million watched it, but we don't really know if 24 million people really watch the shit. You can see somebody because we don't know how to we're not auditing these people. We don't know how it really work. So they're training you, you know. I see two brothers, they was arguing over their live. Man, I have six thousand people come on my live. Man, you only got a thousand people coming on. I'm like, bro, you don't know how many you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like who's nobody's ordered this kind of thing. They put bots in place to make things spin faster in the cyber world that hold up, I'm gonna just stop. Let me give you an example. Next time you guys get on your Twitter, if you have a Twitter account, right? I want you to put a picture up. I want you to put a post up. And then I want you to put the hashtag Black Girl Magic on the hashtag. The minute that you post that post, you will see it automatically, boom, it's shared somewhere else. Because the hashtag Black Girl Magic is a bot. So once you find some people find a certain bots that need the hashtags and they can make their things, uh, their videos, their posts go more viral than anybody else. It's a hustle. But I'm, we're going to all bring this back around to the streaming, right? Hollywood is ran by the small hats. This is media. The Internet is ran by the small hats. This is also media, right? Okay. These media companies pay out. Google pays. Facebook pays. Instagram pays. YouTube pays, right? All right. You can also sell your products on eBay and you know what I mean? All right. Google is ran by a small hat banker and CFO. Her name is Ruth Porat. She's the, like I said, she's the chief financial officer, and she's wasn't you know she's been there ever since 2015. Um, this small hat was recruited from the highest ranks of the financial world. So before serving at Google, she was the CFO at the firm Morgan Stanley, and she has been labeled as a CNN article from 2015 as the most powerful woman on Wall Street. So you could think, all right, Google went and got her because surely they can use her small hat networking skills and contracts 
to further their economic gains and help her small hat brother at Google, right? All right. When you come to YouTube music, it's ran by a small hat named Leo Cohen. So his name is familiar. This is the guy that Dane Dash is always talking about. He's a small hat. He used to be Russell's partner, right? Running Def Jam. And then somehow you can be like equals in the music industry because him and he was really under Russell. And then now it's like they damn near switch places. Like Leo is way at the top. And Russell is nowhere to be found. He's over in the Asian world. Nobody knows what's going on with the guy. But Leo, before he went to YouTube Music, he invented something called uh, a 360 deal. Right? This is the guy that was accused of breaking Dame Dash and Jay-Z Young. The music industry was already shitting on artists. Especially hip-hop because you're from the ghetto and they're going to give you what they call a nigga deal. You was getting maybe like 15 cents a record. An album. You go and platinum and all this and all that. Double platinum and then the label send you a check. Say you owe them because they had to pay this much in marketing and promotion and pressing and stuff. And it was a, it was already a bad hustle. So what the artists had to do at that time to make money was they had to go on a, go on tour and do a show because they're famous. Everybody knows Peace Be Upon Them. Everybody knows DMX. Everybody knows Jay-Z, Big Daddy Kane. They know these guys. They're famous. So they can go on tour and they can get $30,000, $100,000 a show, whatever the case may be. And make their money back up for them not being able to make money on the music side by selling the records. Right? They always stay. They never can get out of They never can get in the black. They always stay behind when they're selling the records. They stay in debt. But that system was designed by the small hats to keep you in debt. Okay. Leo Coin, as if you wasn't already in debt enough, he says, well, I tell you what, he's going to, he went into the back room like the small hats do. And he came out with a financial plan called the 360 deal, meaning now the record label gets a piece out of everything the artists do. See, back in the day, the merch was yours. You can get your own touring money. You just owe the label money for just the album. Now, because Leo Cohen went in the back room, came out and did what them folks do best. They get money off your touring. You still get money off your album. If there's any merchandise in your name, they own your name. They own everything. They get the money out of that. See, Prince was trying to warn Younger artists that it's only getting worse to go independent, stay away from the majors, but they did not listen. But we talking about money and streaming, right? Cohen used to run Warner Music Group. He was the chairman, right? Now the guy at the top of the hill is a small hat named Doug Morris. Him and a brother from Atlanta used to be like neck and neck with each other. Uh, not Babyface. What's the other brother? The bald head brother. Damn, I always forget the kid name. He's a he's a real intelligent guy. He was once at Def Jam too. Um, damn, he he signed uh, he signed Ursha. He discovered Pink. He found Outkast. God damn it, the brother. I can't even think of his name from Atlanta. It'll come to me. Him and Doug Morris though. 
with uh, LaFace. That's his name, uh, our brother LaFace. No, no, no. Babyface. L.A. Reed, pardon me. L.A. Reed, our brother L.A. Reed from Atlanta. L.A. Reed and um, Doug Morris used to be neck and neck, like equals. Now, Doug Morris is like the biggest thing walking. He's a small head, of course, but see, it's a way that they they push each other to the top. They manipulate you to get everything that you have that you own to sell it to them to be a part of their system and then they get rid of you. It's a real vicious cycle. It's a real hustle though. But again, it's Leo Cohen who he was a head up at Warner Music Group. He came from Def Jam. He started off at the very low at the bottom. He was at uh, Rush Artist Management. This is back in the 1980s. He was running around with Run DMC, the Beastie Boys, and everybody else. Okay, that's music. I'm just showing you the pattern. So, so far we got the internet. Then we got the music business. Now we got pornography, right? It's a guy in porn. His name is Seymour Butts. He's from Brooklyn. He's a small hat. He's in porn. It's a bunch of those small hats throwing porn, though. You got Seymour. You got Seth. They call Seth the Bill Gates of Smut. You got um, Jonathan Silverstein. Uh, you got Ron Levy. You got Peter Asher. And now you can see how the small hats have invested so in into pornography that, see, you used to go and buy the physical copies back in the day. You had to go to the uh, the freak store and you had to look at the cover and you had to buy the porn or you had to go to like an all uh, uh, Arab owned gas station or where they got some foreigners that own it and get you some smut out of that but those days are gone all of a sudden they put all the smut online and it's for free now you can just go and type up anything you want to type up with your wildest imagination wildest dreams and all your famous porn stars is going to show up. Which we know that porn is really kind of like. Um, one of the functions that porn is. is um, It's birth control. Because it's all about masturbation. It's the spilling of the seed. Right? So it's kind of like. You know. Men don't understand that. Um, that act of masturbation. Is. Um, it's, it's killing the seed line. Right? And then it's introducing you to soft level homosexuality because all you do all day, you look at other men dick because you can't look at the woman without looking at the man. It's impossible. You, you know more. I mean, it's like, damn, you are, you a man. And because you love looking at the smut so much, you seen more dicks in your life than a woman, <laughs> than a woman did. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you try to, and you try to figure out why so many of our people is going a funny way, but I don't know, but maybe that's a different story for different day. The porn artist, though, the class of black folks is called ebony. That's the category. Ebony, uh, black, African, etc. They would make so much money, you know, the, the actress would get paid for the film, for shooting the film, I should say. And then the actors would get so many points off how many DVDs it's a sale or beta it a sale or VHS it a sale. All right, so they get money, right? When Forbes came out, Forbes magazine, 
it was uh it had a section like hip-hop urban entertainers you would see that hip-hop was producing upper millionaires to the tune of 200 million 300 million 400 million this is one generation right not only that the porn stars was millionaires because they can go and do some engagements at the clubs appearances they make the money off and they figured out how to produce their own but the streaming thing came into place to stop all of the artists from making money and keep the money within the company so let me connect the dots for you real quick because we talking media see it's gonna go into a real deep state of pimping and horn through this streaming because the entertainers is going to still stay on the biggest platforms but they're not going to get paid and once you connect the dots from hollywood to the internet to music to pornography there's nowhere else to go that means if an entertainer see that he or she is getting played out of the money where can they run and get solace because see all the people that run they all small hats see it's a conglomerate see we just seen that with kanye there was like nowhere for him to run because see once you piss off let's say you piss up hollywood or let's just use a better example right because snoop dogg made the comments so let's say snoop dogg piss out them he piss off somebody in the music industry right then he want to show up at his job with uh that what's the devil he be cooking with mary uh, mark i don't even know the devil's name but he cooks with the devil right she just uh i think she's a felon she spent some time in jail and they got a cooking show but see the whole world becomes a plantation now so when snoop fall out with those folks in the music industry that's beat them out of the money through screaming when he get up in the morning try to go to the cooking show it's not there no more because see they run that network too and then when he leave there and he want to speak his case and he started going to the media, the NBCs, the ABCs, and he can't go there because they own that too. And then he's, he's really upset and he want to go talk to the bank, but they own that too. So he said, hell, man, I'm going to just get out of this racket. I'm from the West Coast. I got some player in me. I'm going to make me another porn movie because Snoop Dogg shot a porn movie to make some money, but he can't go back to it because they run that too. <laughs> So there's nowhere for him to run. It's only room, time, and space for pimping and horn now. You can't go nowhere. Facebook cuts checks, beloved, but if you piss Facebook off, you can't run to Instagram because the folks on Instagram, they small hats too. And then you can't jump from leave them Instagram and run to YouTube because they run that too. You say, man, the hell with them. I'm going to Hollywood and they run that too. You can't go nowhere. You can't even go get on your back on the mattress and make a few dollars because they own that too. This is why we salute Kim Kardashian because she knew how to navigate it because she knew, man, this is all one big plantation. She went from a movie to the networks to the fashion. She just jumped around through all those spaces in media because she was friends with the small hats. That's why she disowned her own husband when her husband fell out with the small hats. She disassociated herself from them because she was in pocket with them already. How about that, right? That's why nobody can figure streaming out because there's nothing to figure out 
is real confusing on purpose. You don't know what's going on. It's a it's a ball of confusion. You don't get it. It really don't make sense. Yeah, it don't supposed to make sense. Then they turned around and put the how everything works in English, which is equivocal. So it's a trickster language anyway. So it's nothing going to be cut and dry no more. All of the companies own all the rights to all the music. If you try to share something on Facebook, it'll say this belong to this. If you try to share something on another platform, oh, uh, you like this uh, Babyface record, this Young Jeezy record, this Anita Baker record. Oh, this record belongs to such and such and such companies from Small Hat. And then that's the game that they play. But the artist is not seeing the money from it because they don't have a auditing system to say, well, who's to go do the servicing on the streaming because it's not real it's a hustle but they can keep their company strong because the acts is still out on front stage they still on front row that's how they do the porn they can put porn from goddamn 1980 all the way up to the day and all every all the eyeballs is going on one stream and they're selling the stream to the advertisers to make the money. But the artist that's doing the work, they're not going to get paid anymore. It's over for them. Because, see, the stream is the stream. It's like bootleg almost. It's like, it's just the stream now. No matter if I put the stream up or a company put the stream up or you put the stream up. We're talking about videos and it begins to stream. The company gets all the money at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter. That's the hustle. It's not in it for you to get paid anymore. But see, beloved, we tell you guys all the time. See, you're dealing with the devil. You have to understand that the small hat is a financial arm to this devil. He sits in the back. He cooks up the schemes. Blue collar people have to deal with the same thing. More Americans is getting beat off their check today than they did 20 years ago. Because it's a new system of how they generate the payroll. See, when I was coming up, they had the, uh, you had the time card with the time clock. And you would clock in, then it's lunchtime, right? You clock out for lunch, you clock back in for lunch, then you clock out. And it's the real time, 12.32 or 1.45 or something like that. The, now, they give you funny numbers at the end. It's not like that no more. They calculate, you know, you clock out, you should say 12.30, now the motherfucker say 12.89.726. You're like, man, what the hell is... <laughs> That's a way of saying you just been screwed. <laughs> they know you don't know what that means. And they know you're not going to even come and ask because that's just the... But they're beating you out of your own time. They're designed to do that. But it started from the slave codes all the way up to now. The most powerful thing we can learn, read, and study is a slave code, especially if you're a black or brown person, because it's like, oh, you get it now. They didn't change much. They just kind of switched the language around a little bit. They modernized it for you. They put you in the building, threw some AC around it, put some lights up in it, but you're just doing the same thing that your forefathers did on the plantation. They just made you more comfortable when you did it. But when you left that job, because we're talking about Juneteenth, right? This is freedom. Freedom is a hell of a thing, right? Just say, hey, Mr. Johnny, you've been on this plantation for 15 years. You're free. And Mr. Johnny walked off that plant. He didn't have nothing. He couldn't get far. So you and our mother is spending 20, 25 years at the job. Okay, you're retired. You're out of here. And your parents 
And my parents, they can't even take the goddamn computer with them. Or the chair. Or the desk. Or the goddamn stapler. When they retire or leave that job. Because it all belongs to the plantation. Oops. You're not on the plantation no more. It all belongs to the company now. You can't make this kind of shit up. You walked away with nothing 300 years ago. You walk away with nothing today. But you're free. You're free to do what? You're free to have useless pleasures in the territory that we call the United States. Useless. They, they don't do nothing. It's just useless. You can go to the movies. You can go go-kart racing. You can spend your leisure time. Because maybe I should say it this way. You can spend your leisure time in going around and making the devil richer with the money that he gave you. That he beat you out of before he even gave it to you. Snoop, you ain't by yourself, beloved. No, beloved, we all in the same boat. All I hope, beloved, is that you you own your home. You know what I mean? Because I'm hearing, beloved, I'm hearing there's some guys walking around with the billionaire title. And this guy's a billionaire and that guy's a billionaire. They don't even own the house that they live in. And um, they lease these vehicles and... They got these high rises. They don't own nothing. Because the, the small hat come amongst them and say, man, it's better for you not to own nothing, man. Get you an LLC. LLC. Put it in LLC name and, you know, uh, be in control of everything. Don't own nothing. They just sell it right. <laughs> they got what they got that game running smooth, brother. They got it running smooth, man. And then before you know it, beloved, you die broke. Listen to your handlers. Listening to your handlers. Listening to your enemy. That's your handlers. So yeah, beloved, ain't nothing gonna change, man. Them people gonna always be funny with the money, man. We can give you countless examples of how how many millions of dollars did they beat Kevin Garnett out of? The same guy that beat Kevin Garnett out of all that money is the same guy that beat Tim Duncan out of all that money. Now, if if Pookie caught Kevin Garnett after the game and robbed him for $5,000, just $5,000, that would have been on every major media publication, newspaper, blog, etc. But when the devil... Be Kevin Garnett out of over 50 million dollars, something crazy 50 million, 70 million. It didn't even come on the news, it didn't even make the bottom ticker. Then the same dude turned around and beat goddamn Tim Duncan out some money, and he beat all these guys is getting beat. Now they're going to move everything from being physical to digital, and they're really going to get beat. They're really going to get beat. Welcome to America. Peace and black power to your family. Beloved, we thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. This is Real Black Content Fun Podcast. Your brother VJ, man. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace. They lived in the south, but black people had a hard heart.
it's just lately that they seem like they, you know, have freedom like other people because uh, for a long time, where they lived on plantations, for a long time they kept them like they was in slavery. They didn't, end of the year come to the, uh, called just what they call a settlement, you know, see how much you owe and how much you do, how much cotton you raise and all that. Well, they had to take their name for it. Some of them didn't get anything. They had to start all over again. You couldn't move because you didn't have anything to move with. So you just had to stay there and start all over again another year. You know, sometimes to bring them out to you, you're out of debt now. You don't owe anything. Some of them just say you owe so many, so many dollars. You didn't make enough cotton to pay for that. So they couldn't move. It was just a cover up for being slaves again. <laughs> 